AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Guys, thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off the Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for July 12th, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining us on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. As always, joined by my very good friend in the middle of a tornado, apparently, right? Jesse, what's going on, man? Hey man, tornadoes, snow, snore, storms, uh, blizzards, nothing can keep me away from this podcast, bro. Listen, man, what, what's going on with that background, man? You got the, uh, you got the, fu- you got fucking Paul Orndorff and Hulk Hogan doing a double clothesline, man. Mr. Wonderful over there. What you gonna do, brother? Bro. When Hulkamania runs wild on you, pal. I went back and confirmed this was the last time in wrestling history, anywhere in pro wrestling ever, that a double clothesline was performed. True story, right there. True this story. was the last time a double clothesline by tag team partners was executed, ever, ever, ever. I don't know, no, man. I'm gonna need. No, uh, I'm no, gonna need. No. I'm gonna need a fact check. A uh, fact checked on that one, please. No, no need to look it up. It's all true. So, so. That being said, if we get it again, it'll be history-making, bro. Well, let's, let me tell you something, man. I'm glad they didn't do it in fucking Saskatoon. I mean, they don't deserve uh, it up there, man. I mean, what the fuck's going on with this crowd, really? Bro, they got a body slam, man. But They're good. They're good. We got to get out of Canada, bro. It's about time to go. Yeah, it's about... They, I think AEW overstayed their welcome. And the last time I heard about Saskatoon was when Bret the Hitman Hart won the WWF title from Ric Flair before... Uh, when was that? Was that, uh, I don't know, was that after the Royal Rumble? No, no it, it, was after, it was after WrestleMania when he uh, lost his retirement match or his uh, Loser Leaves Town match with uh, Mr. Perfect on Monday Night Raw. I think that was it, right? I think I have I my know. history correct, my, maybe. My, 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 uh, my last few ventures into wrestling history involved looking for double clotheslines. So. That's how you spent your Wednesday evening, man. I can't really, I, I can't really say that is uh, the most ideal way I'd spend a Wednesday night. But you're better off than some of the people on fucking Twitter, man. Some of the virgins and geeks on Twitter, man. So uh, you got that going for you. There you go. Yeah. There you go, man. Listen, man. Dynamite tonight. Um, I thought this was a great show tonight. Flowed well. Uh, Dynamite has been uh, up and down. Hasn't been uh, the talk of the town since AW Collision has debuted, man. I think Collision's the best TV show right now. Out of uh, all the major wrestling shows. And Dynamite tonight, I thought, delivered with the big story tonight being who was going to be announced as the fifth men for Blood and Guts. We got that announced. We got one big surprise, which was not really a surprise. And the other one, an unexpected surprise, which I don't have a fucking problem with because he can go on any any team, on any show, in any city. And I'll, be, I'll pay my money to watch him. Perform, man, because he's that fucking good. We got Pac. 
I, I don't know if he's part of the Blackpool Combat Club or not, but at least for one night only, he's part of the Blackpool Combat Club. I mean, they're heel. He's a fucking heel. He's a bastard. We got Pack joining the Blackpool Combat Club. And the worst kept secret in all pro wrestling, Jesse, Kota Ibushi is now joining the elite. We have the Golden Elite, the Golden Lovers. Are you reunited for uh, at least one night only? The TD Garden's going to be rock and roll next week, man. What a fucking match this is going to be. Bro, 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 bro. I don't know what to say, man. Well, let's get started here. I don't know if Pac is in the BCC or not, but I'm just happy he's in the AEW. And we're happy that he's in the United States. Well, not really the United States tonight, but they'll be in the United States next week. Where the hell's he been? I don't know. He broke his orbital bone, bro. That's why he's back. Kenny Omega broke broke his orbital bone. That was like seven years ago or some shit, man. What the fuck is... Where's he been? I don't know, but I'm glad TK got him. This was a nice surprise, man. A lot of people were were throwing around some names. Dark Dark Order, Evil Uno was one of them. Uh, Chris Hero was another one. Uh, I mentioned Santana, being that he had relations to Eddie Kingston per storyline a few months back. Maybe that was uh, what Moxley wanted Eddie Kingston to call him back for. Uh, I kind of threw that out there. Nobody really had Pac in mind. Chris Jericho was another one, being that he has this uh, this little thing going on now with Don Callis. But, I mean, I can't complain about Pac, man. Pac and Kota Ibushi in the same ring. Pac and Kenny Omega reuniting their rivalry. It's going to be it's gonna be a fucking circus, man. It's going to be fucking blood and guts next week. I love it. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, this was this was um this was one of those instances where TK built up some anticipation for a reveal. Yeah. And we got a we got a 100% payoff on on both accounts. This this was very satisfying in this reveal. I like this. Last time Kota Ibushi was on a major wrestling show. I'm not talking about some fucking mud show ridiculous indie garbage that he was a part of. Uh, I think the last time we seen Kota Ibushi on a major wrestling promotion was back during the inaugural Cruiserweight Classic, Jesse. I believe he wrestled Cedric Alexander in what was one of the best matches that WWE put on all that year. If you remember that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Over under on, on Ibushi uh, jumping off the cage, bro. Oh. <laughs> or jumping from uh, the cage inside, jumping off the cage from the outside, man. So who's going off the cage this year? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's not Ibushi going off the cage. No. All right, we're gonna we're gonna start there. Um, so if we're gonna look up and down the card and see who's going off that cage, I don't know, man. Don't look good for Yuta, does it? Yuta, maybe Moxley has uh, a fucking wild night, man. It says uh, I'm gonna go all the way here. I don't see Moxley being a no. bumper like that. Not even, a, not even, not even an HBK Hell in a Cell bump from the side. No, no, not especially not with Renee backstage. She's no. not letting him do that shit. No, no. no she probably you can go bleed she, and cut yourself open all the fuck you want, but you're not jumping off a fucking cage with a daughter sitting right. No, no. She'll, no. she'll probably have her fucking heel so far up Tony Khan's ass if that's the case. He, he'll yeah. never get it out. Yeah, that that's not happening. Don't look good for Wheeler Yuta though. Don't look good, man. Uh, Ibushi is not all elite. For those in the chat saying Ibushi is all unless unless Tony Khan announced that as well because I know Nick Wayne is elite. He uh, yeah. he got the uh, all elite graphic. He is official. And isn't he, a, uh, isn't he a double elite at this point? Didn't he get a graphic already? Uh, Nick Wayne. I thought he got a graphic when he gets. No, he just got a con- he got he just got a contract. He could not be announced as uh, as an official roster member until he was eighteen, which 
Okay. I guess that uh, tonight was his coming out party. Okay, now you got a single graphic there. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Well, no, uh, that's, uh, that's a nice segue. We, you know, Blood and Guts, obviously, that, that was the big uh, reveal tonight. Ibushi and Pac will be inside Blood and Guts with the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club. The other big thing that happened tonight, Jesse, was Nick Wayne and the match with Swerve Strickland. I thought tonight was going to be a tremendous night for him. He did not disappoint uh, when that bell rung. Swerve did get the victory, which I'm glad to see. I know you and I were very concerned about Nick Wayne coming in and getting a, a debut win over Swerve. Yeah. And I think you and I were on the same page where Swerve was taking too many L's, man. He needed a big win for himself. And they got a nice little uh, nice little storyline here brewing with Darby and Keith Lee. Nick Wayne may be involved now, so we'll see what happens with that. But I thought he did tremendous in his first major televised match against somebody that he's had somewhat of a history with. Like I said, they've included Darby. He went in there. He did his shit. If you guys never saw him before, this was legitimately the first time that I've seen him wrestle. Uh, and I was uh, I was very impressed, man. I got a lot of Will Ospreay vibes from Nick Wayne, a very young Will Ospreay. He's gonna be so. he's gonna be something special, bro. I thought he killed it tonight. Him and Swerve worked great. And I'm excited to see what happens here. I don't know if he's going to be a regular on the show, but I thought he made a statement tonight. No, I, I thought he, I thought he looked fantastic. Uh, I, I liked, I liked everything he did out there. I even liked, I liked the mistakes. I liked all of it because anyone out there looking for a completed package is an idiot. So I liked, I liked the mistakes he made. It's not like I saw anything that was like, oh, that's not good. That's yeah. not gonna. Everything was like, oh, okay, that that's fixable. Okay, that's just nerves. Okay, that's not that's not a problem. Everything yeah. else included with that was wow, that looked really good, and that looked crisp, and that looked. It looked like him and Swerve had a really decent rapport out there. I do like that. So they put him with the right person. Yeah. And everything that he did out there looked very very green, which is exactly what you want when with a new hire like that. I think this is very good for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Swerve got the victory. Um. They did some uh, some big moves. There was a big spot in that match where uh, I thought he uh, already injured himself like you uh, had texted me. Uh, I'm like, uh, thank God that didn't end up as bad as it could have been. And then there was a big Frankenstein spot off the top rope, which led to a uh, a big cutter off the top by Nick Wayne. We'll get into the details of the match a little bit later. But uh, obviously, we got Swerve with the victory, and uh, we're going to talk about what storyline implications this could be leading to. The other big thing that happened tonight was MJF and Adam Cole, another fantastic, and I mean fantastic, vignette with these two. They were in a bar, and they were taking shots, and a bunch of beautiful women walked by them, and MJF tried to get Adam Cole to be his wingman to pick up women in a bar while he is obviously Jesse uh, in a committed relationship with DMD. And in front of a camera crew. <laughs> Jesus, Max, can you? He don't give a fuck, man. He doesn't give a shit. He said, well, all right. So uh, all f- four for me, four more for me, I guess. So two more for me, whatever it was. There was four women there, all four of them from MJF. I think he can handle it. It's, they could have at least stopped the camera first. Then you even mentioned the camera. It's, it's like, no. And now he has to explain that shit to Brittany later. No, no, really, I didn't do anything. Yeah, no. I, don't, I don't know. I really couldn't hear the conversation because Renee was there. Is that what they, is that what they were talking about? Yeah, he was on a phone with her. Oh yeah, my, he, oh he got in trouble. Oh, my goodness, man. It's fucking crazy. This guy's ridiculous, man. So Adam Cole said, listen, you know. Big Hodge, what's up, man? Hodge is in the chat. My God, Big yeah. Hodge. We love Big Hodge. Um, 
So Adam Cole was like, hey, this, yeah, this is really not my type of vibe. L- let's go and continue to hang out. L- I'll wear the shirt, right? He didn't wear the shirt. I'll put the shirt on right here, right now, if we can do what I want to do. And, and MJF was like, all right, what do you want to do? They went back to the hotel room, and they put on Fight Forever. And they played Fight Forever. And MJF is like, you really want me to sit here and pretend to be a fucking virgin geek and play video games? And, and he actually he actually, he actually, actually ended up enjoying video games. He said, bro, you're in here and you get fucking fantastic stats. Like, I know. Well, you're I in do. the game. You, you, your, your stats are great. Right, they were a tag team in the game. They did double team moves in the game, and they were enjoying themselves, man. It's great, so good, so good tonight. We, man. we we need we need this type of interaction weekly, Tony. Okay, whoever your production team is on this, man, weekly. I need to see MJF and Adam Cole in uh, wherever, man. They want to fucking go to a restaurant, have dinner. We need we need interactions like this weekly until we get the big blow up. Yeah, man, I I, I love this. The, the 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 recorded segment was fantastic, but I still don't think it was good as the in ring stuff with MJF playing with the crowd. We'll get to that. We'll yeah, get to we'll it. get to that in a second. And uh, they uh, they had a a very good tag team match with Big Bill. We love Big Bill and Brian yes. Cage. Uh, they got the crowd on their feet for two very specific reasons. Obviously, one of them is the double clothesline, and Jesse they built the at least half of the match around. MJF, can he body slam Big Bill? Yeah, it's crazy, man. The crowd went fucking crazy for it, chanting, body slam, body slam. So good. It, it took me back to um, All In, when um, Name Redacted was facing Kazuchika Okada, and they Marty I'll say it, I'll say oh, it. The villain, oh, Mar- Mar- Marty Skrull. Built that match. I was sitting right behind Jesse for this thing. Built the match around a vertical suplex, bro. So good. So good. Storytelling at its finest, man. They, they, they went over the time, allot- the time allotted to them, and they cut time from the main event, so I don't know how well that went over. <laughs> Marty, go home! Yeah. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, yes, I mean, Dynamite was uh, very, very good tonight. Obviously, we'll talk about Chris Jericho as well, and Don Callis trying to use very slick manipulation tactics, tactics on Chris Jericho, and Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy do not advance in the Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament. We'll talk about that. And Ruby Soho, second time in the finals of the Women's Owen as she beats Sky Blue in the semifinals tonight. We'll talk about that as well. So we got a lot to get into tonight. I want to thank you guys for joining us right here on the podcast for this AEW Dynamite post. Thank you guys very much. We got 1,600 people in here right now. People still filing on in. I only see 361 likes, though, man. What the fuck's going on? I mean, we should at least, at least be at 500. Can we get as close to 1,000? I mean, it should be 1,500, really. It should be at least 1,500. What are you doing? Okay, so you might think, oh, if I hit this thumbs up, I'm going to get spam and all kinds of stuff I don't like. If you're here watching right now, then you already want to see shows that JD produced. So just hit yeah. the thumbs up. Nothing changes your algorithm or your, you know, your recommended section. Just hit the fucking thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up, guys. It helps me out. It's the best. If you guys don't want to get in on the super chats or the memberships, it's the best way to do it, man. It's absolutely free to do. Hit the thumbs up. Super chat. Speaking of that, man, get them on in. Those of you who want to get them on in, we'll hang out at the end of the show with our cold beverages as always. 
And we will uh, have last call later on tonight. Memberships, hit that join button. Become a channel member of VIP right here on OTS. We got videos. We got videos out the Saskatoon. Because uh, I got to get that new Dark Horse Mustang, man. I got I to gotta fucking uh, get on the grind here. So make sure you guys go check out all the other videos. We did Monday Night Raw. Drew and I, Andrew Bedala were, uh, and I were live on Tuesday with Tuesday Night Titans. It's quickly become my favorite thing of the week, man. Uh, excellent discussion last night about, around several different topics. So go check that out. Bro, um, I'm sitting right here. Well, I like this show, too. I'm sitting right here. I like this show, too, man. Any any show where I have a guest on, I love it. Continue your fucking spiel. <laughs> We're live on Wednesdays with Jesse. I had an extra go up on Tuesday. Extra go up today. There's going to be an extra tomorrow. So we got videos coming. And if you missed anything on the homepage, go and check that out. You guys can follow Jesse on social media at Chi-Town Smart on Twitter. Go follow him on YouTube as well. I'm at JD from NY206 on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. And I'm on Threads as well, which is uh, apparently a waste of time. I don't even know why I'm on there. But uh, go follow me on social media. And tonight's show is always, always, always sponsored by Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout. Make sure you guys sign up. Get your free sample. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. You know who doesn't need Blue Chew, Blue Chew Jesse, uh, MJF with those uh, beautiful ladies that walk by him? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he might need a lot of Blue Chew for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, let's get into the top of uh, of Dynamite here. We are going to open things up with Chris Jericho and Commander to open the show. Commander Aziz, Commander Aziz, where where is Apollo Cruz? By the way, bro, have you uh, well, have you have you uh, realized where Apollo Cruz is? Uh, I don't know, but uh, shouldn't we be getting Commander Aziz and uh, NXT Underground? <laughs> I mean, shouldn't that? Are we getting the return of the Aziz? And, and, Apollo, and Apollo Cruz, as, as talented as he is, goes down to NXT, revitalizes himself, gets called up to the main roster via the draft, and is sitting and catering for the last three months. Yeah, Unreal. A, That's what I call right? good shit, pal. And Vince McMahon ain't booking creative. Yeah, sure thing. Nope. Chris Jericho and Commander Aziz tonight on uh, AEW Dynamite. Uh, listen, uh, Jesse, I, I enjoy Jericho. I, I think Jericho's great. I'm very excited to see where this goes with Don Callis. And I might upset a few people who might look at Commander as, oh, my God, he's great. He's exhilarating, breathtaking. He's so good. I think Commander is cringe, bro. I'm just going to flat out say it. I think Commander is cringe. And, and this match meant absolutely fucking nothing at the end of the night. Zero. Well, I, I see what you're saying. I really, I really do. And I don't, I don't really want to disagree, but, but I think what it is, is I just, he's just so cookie cutter. He, he he's is. just, he's just, he's a masked luchador. Yeah. No different than any other. It could be Fuego Del Sol in that outfit for all I gave a shit. I mean, it's, it's, it's there is no rhyme or there's no reason to give a shit about him. No, it really is not. He did not have a good match with Chris Jericho. They were not on the same page. The chemistry was not there. It was not a good time. It was not a good match. And yeah, I'm with you. There's nothing to be excited about Commander. I mean, listen, I I get that Tony needed talent for Ring of Honor, and this is where he should be. Ring of Honor, which is basically AEW dark at this point. 
I, I mean, if you don't believe that it's AEW dark in disguise, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're watching. I mean, it's just fucking awful. Ring of Honor is completely dead. He should be over there, and it, it's tough, Jesse, when you got guys like this on the same roster as a Ray Phoenix, and we've mentioned this, Ray Phoenix, we got yeah. Penta, we have Bandito, who we haven't seen in a few weeks. I don't know what the fuck. I think he's injured. He, he's got a pass. He's injured. I think he got injured the last time we seen him. Bandito, and then we got Vikingo, who shows up when he wants to. I mean, what makes him stand out, Commander, over all those guys who are, in my honest opinion, far superior than Commander? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, as good as as good as Commander is, as fantastic as Vikingo is, and you know, all these other guys, all of these guys are none of these guys are better than Ray Phoenix to me. No. I mean, it's not a knock on those guys. There are millions of people not as good as Ray fucking Phoenix. No. All right. But when you pick these guys up and put them on the show. And then you want us to believe they're special. You just gave us guys with very, very, very similar gimmicks that are not better than the original one that you had that you're not doing anything with. There's no real rhyme or reason with uh, Commander. There's none. I mean, there's no, there's no, uh, yeah. there's no science. I mean, I get, yes, he's a luchador, but you're in there with Chris Jericho. There's nothing scientific about anything he does. He's all like fucking, hey, look at me, man. I could jump on the ropes while Chris Jericho's holding my wrist and I'm going to dive off the top rope. <laughs> it looks fucking stupid. It really yeah. does. I mean, he does these tornado dives over the top and he barely grazes them. I thought I was watching Charlotte Flair out there do a fucking moonsault where she basically doesn't do anything uh, on her opponent. He's done that a couple of times in this match, barely grazing Chris Jericho. I mean, he does that nice little run on the top rope where he hits the crossbody to the outside. That's the best thing he does. I guess that's what he's known for. But outside that, I mean, what did this match accomplish? I mean, it got Jericho in the ring with somebody like this, and Jericho gets the win because what's going to happen? Jericho's yeah. going to lose to somebody like Commander? No. I mean, they tried to make us believe it, but no. So the match itself was a little shaky. It, it, it wasn't Jericho's best, and, and they obviously were not good dance partners. What happened here was after the match, this is where we really want to focus in on. After the match, Don Callis, first of all, what is with Don Callis' theme music, bro? You hear this shit? It's like this Callis. ominous this ominous fucking tone. I mean, it's, it like, it's like it's like a, a scene out of a horror movie, like someone's gonna get fucking slashed. Yeah, it never it never breaks the same chord. It's 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 really He'd be better coming out to nothing. Yeah. Literally coming out to nothing. Literally. I, I think that would be fantastic if he came out to nothing yeah. but booze. Yeah. It's like the... Dun, it's like this fucking one, one piano note. Yeah, I, I heard it. I'm like, ooh, what is this? And then they showed him on the screen. Like, oh, it's Don Cowles' new song. So I'm waiting for it to break into its, you know, its cadence is what it's going to do. It never got out of the introductory tone. It's just monotone all the way Not through. That. It is really bad. It makes me hate him more, so maybe he's doing his job. Maybe that's maybe that's the vibe they're going for. Who the fuck knows? Maybe. Uh, so Jericho was celebrating. Don Cal wa Don Callis walked out to uh, this uh, this noise. I don't, I don't know if you could really constitute it as a fucking theme song. Callis said, "The world is a buzz over the possibility that Jericho joins the Don Callis family." So 28 years ago, they were a part of a faction led by their mentor, Bad News Allen. He says he's a little nostalgic, and he put together a little surprise video for him. So we've seen a clip air of them back in the day, including Bad News Allen. Jericho said he remembers that was back in 1995. He said he still has all his hair, but Don Callis doesn't. 
So he rubbed Don Callis' bald head. Jericho said Allen told them to always stick together. Callis said he made them the promise. Callis said maybe he's emotional over the buzz of them getting together, but he thinks Allen is up there in heaven with a smile on his face over the possibility of him joining him. He said there's no pressure and he can make his decision when he's comfortable, but he knows what Allen would want. First of all, it was great that they had this foot- that they had this footage queued up. I mean, Don Callis, man, we know of him to be a prick and a manipulative one at that. And this fits right into his fucking wheelhouse. He's got this video queued up with Bad News Allen and Jericho back in 1995. I mean, he still looks great now, but my God, man, baby Chris Jericho back in 1995. Don Callis with fucking hair. I enjoyed this. Um, really like Come that. Come on, th- baby! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, baby! <laughs> I really like that they threw this footage back to 1995. It really adds to the story and the depth of the story that they're trying to tell here for Jericho pondering joining the Callis family. But I hope that it really does you know, lead to that decision, man, because like we said last week, I, I'm over the JAS. I think Jericho kind of feels the same way. I think he needs something to revitalize him. And hanging around a Daniel Garcia and a Sammy Guevara, he's done so much for them already, a Jake Hager, a 2.0. What else is there to do? Where, where do you go with the JAS? Nowhere. You know, Anna Jay, they could do something much better with her than having her stick around in the JAS. It's time for Jericho to worry about Jericho and do Jericho. And I think joining Don Callis would be a, a fucking great career move in AEW. Well, yeah, they haven't done anything with JAS lately. So I, I, think, I, I think, to be honest with you, I think it was more of them wanting to dismantle the JAS when he's been doing nothing with him, letting them get stale because if they wanted something hot and heavy with JAS, they would have been booking it. Yeah. So they just, they let it get cold. I mean, and everyone's starting to do their own separate little things, except Hager. I don't think he was ever intended to be a single star here. I figured he was, just, I, I figured he would only stick around as Jericho's heavy, no matter what Jericho was doing himself. Yeah. Um, the other guys are, are definitely ready to branch out and do their own little projects. So, I, th- I think this is a well-timed design to break up the JAS and do something fresh with Jericho, which is the important one to figure out first and let the other ones fall where they, you know, where they may, and they'll get into their position. Same, like, like Garcia. Um, I think Danny Garcia is, 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 is coming to it his own. I don't think that they know if they want to make him a heel or a face. And right about now they can still decide either way. Cause he's, he's, he's at the, he's at the little, the little, the, the cusp was being over one way or another, depending on which side they want to lean into. So, yeah, yeah, they had they had it working with Danny Garcia, bro. They had they had that whole storyline where Brian wanted to kind of pursue him. I don't know if it was for the yeah. Blackpool Combat Club or not, but he was trying to instill in Danny Garcia that he was a pro wrestler and not a sports entertainer. That was the moment that he was going to be most over with Brian yeah. lobbying for him. Now. I don't know how they achieve anywhere close to that with Danny Garcia. And, and it feels like if they try and make him a baby face, it's always going to pale in comparison to what could have been there with Jericho. So I'm, I'm yeah. kind of iffy on that. I think they can come around. I, I think they can do as of right now, as it stands right now. I mean, he's a little cold, but I think they've proven that when they want and when they're ready to, they can do something with Garcia and he'll fall into it very well. Yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 see. Sammy, uh, Sammy Guevara, I'm not I'm not too concerned with. I think uh, yeah, be the, fine. The, the whole the whole Tay being pregnant and uh, him being a new father, I think that's going to kind of you know pull on the heartstrings of people. And I think he's organically going to be a baby face if they want him to. So yeah. uh, Danny Garcia is the one that I'm uh, going to be a little bit more focused on uh, out of the two. Uh, side note here, Otis, I'm sorry for your loss, brother. Otis in the chat, 
uh, says he lost his fur baby today. Um, oh. uh, and uh, my thoughts and prayers are with Otis. Thoughts and prayers with Tony Khan as well as they put down their family dog as well as he posted on social media. So thoughts, prayers, and love to Tony Khan as well for that because nothing is as bad as losing a, a pet, you know, a, no. a family pet. That is just awful. No, no. I got my... Um my pictures and my favorite toy of my two fur babies that I've lost yeah. over the years right here in my office, man. Yeah. So I feel your pain. They're never, they're never not with you, Otis. They're never not with you, man. Sorry if you're lost, brother. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great, talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. Uh, Alex Marvez, he was backstage waiting for Jack Perry, who would not get out of his car. He had a parked Pussy. car. Put, uh, his name is uh, Pussy Perry. Pussy Perry. Okay. That's what that's, we're doing. They, that's my new name. Until he grows some balls. <laughs> you don't even have to win the fight, bro. Until he grows some balls to stand there and take a fight. He's gonna be pussy, bro. Th- this guy, this guy's legitimately sitting in his fucking SUV limo, waiting for uh, clearance from Hook so he can enter the arena. He wants to fucking come to work and do work, but he can't because Hook is stalking him. Alex Marvez knocks on the window. Perry rolled down the window and said, "It's unfair uh, that he can't come to work. It's an unfair work environment." Hook snuck into the car on the opposite side. And blasted some fucking poor schmuck security guard that was standing the on the other side. Or oh, the driver. I, don't, I guess he it was the driver. The driver. <laughs> so Perry, he, he's trying to escape through the window. He can't unlock the door. He, he unlocks the door from the outside, leaning out the window. He jets away from the car. Hook is in the car after Jack Perry breaks free. And he is running away from Hook for a third week in a row. Uh, Hook gets out of the car, looks into the camera and says, keep running, Perry. And that's it. So we got a third week in a row, Jesse, of cat and mouse here with Hook and Jungle Boy or Jack Perry. And at some point, man, you know, I think this week it's a week where I'm going to sit here and tell you a little repetitive. We needed something a little bit more of substance tonight. We didn't get it. No, no. And I, I really, I'm, I'm really not liking the extremely stereotypical trope of baby faces are brave and the instant you turn heel you're a fucking pussy i mean because a few weeks ago jack perry if he wanted to get at somebody he wanted to fight somebody he'd be sitting there looking for him and the second he decided he wanted to be an asshole wanted to be a heel fine now i'm scared why 15 minutes ago you were brave why did this change all of a fucking sudden i don't know here's my theory about it they're, they're gonna do a match 
But they have so many weeks of build till we get to the big show at Wembley. And I think they're going to do this at Wembley. I think we're going to get Jungle Boy versus Hook for the FDW title inside Wembley Stadium. And they need to prolong this for another, they can't get us there. Uh, another seven weeks. They can't get us there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They got to do something. They, they have to do something. Dude, I would rather Jack Perry stayed home and did a FaceTime phone-in promo talking about how he wasn't going to come until he felt the circumstances were safer. That would be better than yes. physically running from the fucking guy every time you see him. That would at least, that would at least be some storyline advance, but Jack Perry needs to be at home. I yes. Actually, now that you're mentioning it, now my mind is running wild. I think they should go and do this. Jack Perry should really call in via fucking StreamYard or Zoom or something. And, yep. and call into the show saying that he refuses to come to work because it's an unsafe work environment. And Hook goes to his home. Go, yes. Have Absolutely. Hook have a home invasion. That's what Absolutely. I want to see. Brian Pillman is asked. And by the way, they should never have let go of Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, we'll talk about, we'll talk about that uh, <laughs> after this, actually, because now that you brought oh, it up. I, they should do a home invasion. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd get be ta- great. Get, that'd be get, interesting. Get Taz involved, you know? Something. Oh. I mean, just seriously, dude, I, I would. I would get Taz. Have Taz be out there driving the car that Hook shows something. I'm, I'm with you, something. But him just running like fucking Pussy Perry sucks. It sucks. I don't even want to see him get beat up at the at the pay-per-view. I just don't even want to see him. He just wants to fucking run like a pussy, man. All the time. And, and, and what, what happens, Jesse? If, if Jungle Boy is running, or Jack Perry is running away from Hook now three weeks in a row and continues to run from Hook, I mean, eventually, he's got he's got to win the match, right? He's got to win their first match. You can't have him lose, otherwise, he's going to look like a weak fucking heel, right out of the gate. So now, I mean, and there goes Hook's streak. Yeah, you could have I mean, kept this streak strong. Hook could have won this match if if, if they had made Pussy Perry an actual badass. Yeah, in the in the buildup. Now it comes to that match. You can't beat this pussy. He's fucking scared of you. He has to. He has to fucking win now. You better run, Perry. Get the fuck? He's, that is that is so messed up, man. Speaking of run, you know who ran from AEW because they didn't extend his contract is Brian Pillman Jr., bro. I mean, you know, I, I think that was a... It was a foregone conclusion that uh, Brian Pillman was not going to have any real substance on AEW TV. But the thing that bothers me is, and I mentioned this on my extra today because I talked about it. It was one of the stories in the OTS extra. If you guys missed that, you could go check it out on my YouTube channel on the homepage. Uh, Brian Pullman Jr., Jesse, you know, he's got obviously the family legacy, and I just feel like AEW tried to tap into that a little bit. They never really fully invested the time to tap into that, and especially with the dark side of the ring stuff with Brian Pillman, which was a fantastic episode, they they did a little something about it and and pushed him a little bit. He had a little something going on with MJF, and they gave him some hometown pop in Cincinnati, but it, it never really amounted to anything. And this was after you and I had raved about the Varsity Blondes finally looking like a fucking tag team. Yes. And they all of a sudden just disappeared and, and nothing ever came of that tag team. They actually took their fucking name away and, and gave the Varsity thing to, to, to Tony Nice and Mark Sterling, the Varsity athletes, yeah. which was a slap in the face. Like, what the fuck? Did you just disband a, a decent tag team for absolutely no reason? Well, then Julia Harper leaves the fucking team. She goes and does the best stuff of her career with the House of Black, and the writing was on the wall for these two guys. It's like, what? Well, Griff what, Garrison you, got hurt. Well, I mean, I, I didn't know that. I, I didn't Griff, know about Griff, Griff. Gar- Griff Garrison got hurt. He went out with surgery, and when they were the Varsity Blondes, all three of them, 
I mean, I sat here and said that I thought they were, I mean, they are going somewhere. They are doing something. I mean, this is not going to be their permanent gimmick. I mean, they'll adjust it. But for right now, I like what they're doing. Yeah. Well, Griff Garrison got hurt. Okay. I figured, okay, well, they'll bring Pillman back when Garrison, when, 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 yeah, when Griff comes back. And they moved Julia Hart. I'm like, well, that's good for Julia, but okay, that's fine. The, you know, the varsity, you know, blondes are still there. Then they kind of changed her name. Now they let go of Pillman. Like, this was bad. This was bad. I thought the two of these guys together were actually a pretty damn good tag team. Yeah. Maybe they weren't. Maybe he had other plans for them. Great, but I still don't see why you would let Brian Pillman go. His name value alone, the guy is really good in the ring. He can develop a gimmick. I don't know. I don't know why they let this guy go. I really don't know. You know, you know it bothers me, man. You know, all these second generation guys, right? Brian Pillman Jr. And we had Curtis Axel and then uh, DiBiase, right? Uh, DiBiase's yeah. son. They, they, none of them amounted to anything. I mean, how fucking sad is that? I, I mean, whose fault, whose fault is that? I heard DiBiase's son was just bad. I mean, well, I mean, how are you going to live up to the fucking uh, name of Ted DiBiase? I mean, look at look yeah. at Ted DiBiase Sr., bro. Charisma for days. One of the best characters of all time. I mean, there was no way he was going to live up to that, but same thing with Curtis Axel. Same, th- same thing with Kurt Henning and his son. Yeah. They nailed it with Randy Orton. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Orton's 10 times better than his father. I, I don't know. I don't know what happens to Pillman after this. Obviously, he got taken off of AEW's roster page. I, I said this on my extra today as well. I think he would benefit from the performance center, bro. I think that they would utilize him pretty decently there. I'm kind of... I like the premise of that. I'm kind of worried what happens when that guy gets to the main roster and Vince finds out he has Pillman's son. Oh, Barry. Barry. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm just, just, yeah. even if he wants to push him, he's going to take him back. We'll, we'll put you in the same outfit as Pillman. We'll bring in Austin for WrestleMania. Just let him be his own man with the same last name. I don't mean give him the exact same gimmick as his father. Yeah. I mean, but any, I don't know. NXT be better than the Indies for him. I think um, Pillman Jr. deserves to be on t- on television. Yeah, uh, listen, I, w- I wish him the best, and hopefully he lands uh, somewhere instead of working the fucking Indies. At least he's yeah. getting his work in now. At least he's getting his reps in because I don't know what the fuck they were doing with him. I don't even think he was working. I'll, I'll be I'll even say a paycheck. If, yeah, I'll even say if he doesn't get picked up by the E, I'll be happy to see him in Impact. I mean, yeah, I think maybe. I think he's a damn good wrestler. Man. I really, I, th- I think he should be on television. Maybe, man. That uh, that that actually may uh, come to fruition. We'll see. Yeah. Renee interviewed Don Callis in the back and she asked about Chris Jericho. Callis said he was going to make a big announcement and that was going to be regarding the fifth member of the Blackpool Combat Club and who will be on their side in blood and guts. He said he'll go to the ring alone. Renee said, is that such a good idea to go to the ring alone with so many people looking for you? Callis says he's not afraid of Kenny Omega. Excalibur then uh, shot it to a skit. Of MJF and Adam Cole, this new skit. They were at a bar taking some shots. MJF says he's disappointed in Adam Cole because he's not wearing the Better Than You Bay Bay t-shirt. And Adam Cole said, well, I lost it. He lost the shirt. (laughs) Four beautiful women walked by who caught their eyes. MJF said there's two for each of them. Cole said, listen, Max, I really care about Britt, Britt Baker. MJF said, "Yeah, yeah, I admire that. So uh, I guess not. Uh, uh, four for daddy, then. <laughs> he left with the four women. Uh, what they did, uh, nobody knows. Use your imagination. He came back zipping up his pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He came back. 
<laughs> zipping up his like whoo that was great <laughs> oh boy what next <laughs> i listen man this when you want when you want quality entertainment man you 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 go look at mjf man i mean mjf walked back to the bar he zipped up his pants great. And, and then he said the maximum ride is spent he said it's great Cole says he can't talk like that on TV. That's disgusting. (laughs) Cole said, listen, Max, I got to be real with you. I never lost a T-shirt. Cole says he'll put it on if MJF does what he wants to do next. So clearly, uh, Adam Cole doesn't want to mingle and hang out with four beautiful women. Uh, Good on him, though, you know. Uh, Cole whispered something to MJF. MJF didn't like it. They cut to Cole and MJF playing AEW Fight Forever. MJF says he's not a loser virgin who plays video games. Cole got him to try it anyway. MJF said, well, listen, this is actually fun because they were winning in a tag team match in the game. And Cole asked if he had ever played a multiplayer game before. MJF then gets all sad and somber and said, well, I, I needed a friend for that to happen. And we, we got uh, lonely MJF here reminiscing on older times. Cole paused the game and then they were forced to be a team and said when they were forced to be a team, he had every intention of blindsiding him. MJF laughed and said, yeah, that was the plan on my end, too. Cole said, MJF, you know what? Max, you're a cool dude. MJF reciprocated, and then they went back to playing. They won their tag team match, and then they high-fived like, high-fived like some fucking cheesy uh, end of a full house episode. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, this re- MJF had a really good night. <laughs> I, I, I know. Listen, man, he, he zipped up his pants after a fucking interaction with four ladies. He had a couple of yeah. shots of cold beverages, right? He went to go Damn. play video games with Adam. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's an all star night right there, bro. It's a dream. Play video games with Adam Cole. Oh my <laughs> goodness, Jesus uh, Christ, man! Uh, this shit is uh, is fucking fantastic, man. We, you know, the the funny thing is. Like, we all know where this is going, and we all know what MJF is going to do here, you know. But I love this because not only does it show off how good they are outside the ring, and we mentioned this. I talked about it with uh, Drew last night on TNT, and I talked about this with you last week. This is the Adam Cole that we needed. This was the Adam Cole that that we wanted in AEW coming over from WWE. He was so hot over there, and then he came in like a house on fire, he wrestled a couple of times, and then he got injured and was out for almost a year. Now he's back, and now we're getting the Adam Cole that Tony Khan signed away from NXT and WWE. They are so fucking good together that I don't think I want this to end as soon as I think it's going to end, Jesse. And the, the funny part is, the more that they do this on TV, the more I'm going to, as a fan, want to see them win the tag team championships. That's a problem, yeah. because FTR doesn't deserve that. But the, the longer this goes on and how great this is becoming, and it's probably going to get even better and funnier, you know, they, they may end up winning the whole fucking thing, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. If if FTR was actually doing something interesting with the titles, I would share that same sentiment, but they're not doing shit with them. Yeah. They're not doing shit with the title. At least the titles would be interesting doing this. You know, and I had... <laughs> so... So it, it it looks more clear to me now after this episode that it's definitely gonna be Roddy uh, turning on Adam Cole. Yeah, and, and you and you mentioned that last week. Yeah, and I said that last week, and I had I had some guy on Twitter reach out to me, and I guess he disagreed with with that with that fantasy book, and he he was like explaining to me how you know Roddy is gonna turn on Adam Cole. I didn't quite get. The statement, you know, and I was like, well, 
he's gonna turn heel. I mean, what don't what don't you understand? Yeah, you know, I'm like, like I I don't understand. I hope this guy's listening right now. I, like, I just stopped the conversation at some point. What don't you understand? Roddy White is jealous that MJF is enjoying MJF's company. So I think when MJF goes to turn on Adam Cole, Adam Cole is going to predict it and catch it. Like, you thought I was falling for all this stupid, friendly Max bullshit. I'm not that fucking stupid. But then from behind, then comes Roddy White because he didn't see that turn coming. That's when a turn's going to come, and that's what's going to happen, and that's why Cole's going to lose this feud to MJF. Yeah, I could see I could see that playing out exactly like that. I really could, yeah. you know. Um, how we get there, uh, that's the interesting part about it. When it's gonna happen, that's the interesting part about it. Clearly, this is leading to something at all in. It may end up leading to something at all out, too. I don't know how many matches these two are gonna have, but we may end up getting this at all in and then again at all out. Or we get Adam Cole versus Roddy at all out. I, I don't Rod- I don't know. Roddy you know? White. I did call him Roddy White. Yeah. Roderick Strong. No, I know what you meant, yeah. <laughs> It's a wide receiver now. Yeah, but, um, you know, Cole and MJF, the pairing on TV is paying off fantastic, and they're amusing. Their chemistry playing off each other is fucking great. Uh, They are becoming incredibly over with the audience. People are loving it. They're selling T-shirts. This is uh, Mega Powers, Festival of Friendship type shit for AEW. It, It presents Adam Cole in a way where you could see more of who he is MJF is obviously multi-talented at, at a bunch of different shit. You see how versatile he is. We mentioned this on uh, the show last night with uh, with Andrew Baydala. You know, MJF bro, is doing a lot of that sports entertainment stuff lately, and it, it hits with the AW crowd because we do not see it a lot. And MJF, you know, whether you want to say he's jumping ship, you know, eventually to WWE or staying with AEW, you know, he, he's basically showing you how versatile he is and how easy it is for him or will it will be easy for him to transition if he goes to the other side because he could do it all. You know, I'm not I'm not really concerned about that. It's it's up to them to allow him to be who he is, because if that's not the case, then he'll fail. And yeah. he, he's, he's just showing you exactly what he's made of. You know, I, I think that they could possibly win the tag team titles here. I, I, I don't really like that because it doesn't really need it here. And I don't want no. to see that happen to FTR, but listen, no. you know, it, it presents MJF in, in, in something different because I feel like he's kind of hit a wall, uh, you know, creatively. It's always the same thing, or they go back to what worked with uh, MJF in the past and they don't really try anything new. This is something new, and I'm loving the fuck out of this. Yeah, yeah, no, they can win this tournament. They can get their tag title shot. And during that match, I think that's when I would have Roddy turn. Maybe Roddy ends up in their corner. Yeah. Because because maybe Punk winds up in in FTR's corner, so Roddy comes out to sit in their corner. I mean, who knows? But they got to pick their spot. It has to be the right opportunity. It has to make sense when Roddy turns. But that's that's essentially what's going to happen, though. Yeah. The, the the one thing that I am concerned about here is uh, I'm not really concerned about MJF becoming too likable because when he turns, oh, uh, he's no. gonna be he's <laughs> gonna be the biggest fucking prick in, in, in AEW. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> but but Adam Cole, bro, I I don't want it to be a situation. This is where they this is where they're gonna struggle creatively, and this is where they have to be careful. I do not want to see Adam Cole become a fucking sucker, you know, and him look like a fucking schmuck. He he needs to yeah. know what's going on here. And, and like you said, yeah. I think the turn from Roddy is where they need to do it because other than that, I don't see how it works. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think it makes that makes the most sense. Cause if he just if MJF just turns on on Cole, everybody will look back and say, Well, how did you not see that bullshit coming? I yeah. say he sees it coming. 
stops it and like you think I'm fucking stupid and then that's when Roddy comes in so that's going to be interesting we'll see what happens uh, as we uh, get closer to All In but uh, right now this is the best thing that AW's got going for it by far Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy. This is the Blind Limited Tag Team Tournament semifinal. They're a team here tonight in this tournament against Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Uh, this was uh, a decent match. I don't want to sit here and tell you it was a it was a great match. It was a decent match. It was all about the ending though, because the ending ca- caught me by surprise, and I actually enjoyed the shit out of the ending. I thought it made a lot of sense. So Darby got a hot tag, or he hot tagged Cassidy in. And then he went after Garcia. He landed a uh, Michinoku driver. Garcia came back with a sleeper, a sharpshooter attempt, obviously in Canada. Cassidy fired back with a sl- uh, slum dog millionaire, and then or stun dog millionaire, and then uh, a DDT for a near fall. This was broken up by Sammy. Cassidy landed a beach break. Garcia leveraged his shoulders down for a near fall. They rolled to the mat, counter after counter, eventually knocked each other down with boots to the chest. So Garcia and Darby tagged in. They collided heads. Garcia slammed Cassidy on the ring apron. Both of them were down at ringside. Darby ate a knee from Guevara. Guevara went for a shooting star press. Darby moved. Nobody was home. Garcia then put Cassidy in a sharpshooter at ringside. And all of a sudden, Prince Nana of the Mogul Embassy walks out and grabbed Darby's skateboard. He hands it to Daniel Garcia, told him to use it. Garcia smiled and he wound up to smash uh, Orange Cassidy with it, but Darby grabbed it, and all of a sudden, the referee is now uh, distracted by this, which leads to Swerve coming out and giving Darby a devastating running knee, and this was obviously a play off of what happened last week in the tag team match with Swerve and Keith Lee, Darby, and Orange Cassidy. Garcia then gave Darby a go-to-hell for the win, or Sammy, rather, uh, and uh, Guevara and Garcia win, and they celebrated together as they advanced to the finals of the Blind Eliminator. Uh, I like the swerve inclusion here, Jesse. Not only does it play off the tag team match and them losing last week, but it goes back e- even before that to the pre-match promo where Darby and Keith Lee had a little interaction, and Darby was basically boasting up Keith Lee, like, you know what you need to do now, and I'm glad you got rid of that fucking baggage known as swerve. So swerve took that to heart, and came in here and fucked Darby over, and I like it. No, that was good. When when Nana came in and gave him the, the, the skateboard, I'm sitting there looking like, why in the fuck would you do that? You're just going to get eliminated. Yeah. You're going to get fucking... You're going to get tossed out. What the fuck? I mean, so we're going to get DQ'd. But then when Swerve came in, I'm like, ah, okay, it was a bait and switch. Swerve, okay, I see. Okay, makes sense now. Damn good spot. Damn good heel spot. I like it. it made sense, and I like I like the story they're telling with Sammy. It seems like they're pulling back the reins a little bit on pushing Sammy as hard. I said this last week. They're doing it even more. They're they're continuing his path, and they're just letting it happen a little bit more organically rather than trying to shove babyface down our throats with Sammy. And I can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. They've uh, they've kind of reeled that in. Yeah. I, I noticed that too, which is good. Um, are we finally going to get this Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland match at All In? I'm assuming they're going to save it for a big stage like that and finally blow it off. I mean, what, what are we leading to? We we lead into Swerve and Darby. Uh, are we go, are we going to get invo- get Nick Wayne involved in this thing, or, or is this going to be all about Swerve and Keith Lee? Which I think that they should, because I mean, how long how long are we going to go on with this before a blow up? But the important thing is Keith Lee is teaming with Dustin again. 
Next, uh, it's, it's on Rampage though, bro. It don't count. I was on, okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's on Rampage. Who gives a fuck? It doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. This, this is true. <laughs> I, 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 I hope I hope they get to that. They, you, you know, there's some fucking virgin. Why? JDH a Rampage. He's a, he, he's a Nikon shill. Yes, we all hate Rampage here. Yeah, we don't watch Rampage. Rampage sucks. It's Nothing happens on Rampage. But they can they can get to, they can get to it, probably at all in. But the thing is, they're just assuming that we're we're salivating over it. You have to you're gonna have to reintroduce this fucking feud all over again. You yeah. just can't sit here and hope that we'll remember the feud they had way back when. No, no, tell it to us again. New story. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. They got to do something. Uh, they 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 got to accelerate the uh, the feud again. Put some fucking logs on that fire. I mean, we can't fucking live on video packages. Oh yeah, Keith Lee got a cinder block stomped into his chest. I mean, yep. how long ago was that? I don't even fucking remember how long ago that was. It hit him so hard, he aged him and changed his wardrobe. Turned him and into a, turned him into a fucking magician. I mean, holy shit! <laughs> I mean, it, it, this guy thought he was uh, in uh, fucking Dumbledore's camp. Holy shit! <laughs> which which faction were you with, bro? You, you like Slytherin, right? I'm a Slytherin guy, man. Come on, <laughs> the cinder block of gimmick changes. You Jesus know? Christ! <laughs> Old man, the leap of reincarnation. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened to him. Matt Hardy said, "Bro, come into my lake and re- come into my lake of reincarnation and get back to your old self, please." Jeez. Anyway, uh, this was good stuff. Uh, Garcia and Guevara shock win over Orange Cassidy and Darby, who I thought were going to the finals, but apparently not. Orange Cassidy didn't, didn't take the pin, bro. Uh, Darby Allen ate that pin for you. See, you seen that? That was uh, a nice little uh, nice little tidbit there. Uh, TK's never going to allow Orange Cassidy to be pinned, bro, in any situation. Well, well, look, man, if it was the other way around, we'd be complaining that the champion lost. I know, I know. Just like Carmelo Hayes lost on NXT last night, a tag team match against the Judgment Day. Remember when everybody criticized me? Oh, well, he he can't beat Finn on Monday night. Yeah, no shit. So what did they do? They sent Finn down to NXT and pinned him then. What happened? Did, Did Carmelo Hayes... Lose the NXT title recently? No. No, he's the NXT champion. They sent Finn Balor yes. down to NXT. They sent, they sent Judgment Day down to NXT for ratings ploy, for desperate ratings, and they pinned Carmelo Hayes last night on NXT in the main event as champion. Next segment. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, JD, you should come back and watch NXT. Negative. <laughs> Negative. Good luck with that one. Maybe when Shawn Michaels leaves creative, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Renee was ready to interview Adam Cole. Cole was on the phone in the background. Does with that make Hayes stronger now? No, it makes it makes Carmelo a loser. You know, what, what does Carmelo say? Melo never misses? Hey, let me tell you something, bro. That was a fucking brick if I ever seen one, man. That was a brick. He didn't even hit the net, bro. He didn't even Love hit it. the rim. That was an air ball. Air ball fucking times a thousand. That was fucking... Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Why would you do that? I don't know. Why would you send someone down to beat your NXT champion? Like, I I guess, again, didn't they they send Dolph down to beat the Braun Breaker, didn't they? You know, there's some geek on social media trying to make an excuse of why this made sense. Oh, well, Carmelo's going to show up anyway and ruin Judgment Day on SummerSlam. Whatever the fuck they're saying. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? 
So I just I just figured that was funny. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't. I just, all I, all I remember is Judgment Day standing over Carmelo Hayes as a foursome at the end of NXT last night. Really, and Dominic is wrestling for the North American title, bro. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there, man. I really don't know what's going on. I can't keep up with it. Does does the NXT crowd also do these lame boos for Dominic too? That's a good question. I don't know. I didn't watch last night's show yet. I don't know. It, it is. It is. It is. It, it feels so forced and choreographed. I've never seen. Bro, they're all fake noise. They're all. They're, they're mostly. They're about eighty percent fake noise. I think. I've never seen a heel get just inorganic fake booze like that before. Yeah. So, yeah it's all, so it's all fake booze. Oh. Uh, Dominic is a heat magnet. Yeah, he's a Kevin Dunn heat magnet. Pushing yeah. a button. They're, they're ruining Dominic, man. They're ruining... It was a... He had a... They had a good thing. Look, did they have a diamond in the rough? No. But they organically brought someone up for, literally from childhood to superstardom and they're already ruining this guy. I, I see a lot of weight actually in the chat. Yes. Well, why would I lie to you? I saw the because graphic today. This sounds so stupid. That's why. <laughs> Watch Dominic win the North American title from Wesley, who's had a tremendous title reign. Uh, well, if they wanted to put Dominic in NXT, I was okay with that a while ago. He should have been on NXT. Should have been Cruiserweight champion back in the day. But they pushed him on the main roster for some idiotic reason, and lucky uh, for Je- them, Jesse. I'm sorry, it bro. Worked. It's it's dirty, Dom, dirty Dominic. Not... By the way, <laughs> it's dirty Dominic Mysterio, bro. Who came By up with way. that one? Man, please tell me that was Paul Levesque, bro. Please tell me. No, no. I'll tell you who did it. It was Fandango, dirty so, Dom. I wasn't sure about this until I did my last stream, and I asked my listeners. Did WWE come up with Dirty Dom before or after Fandango turned heel and called himself Dirty Dango? And the resounding unanimous reply was, oh, they did this afterward. So after Dirty Dango was a thing in Impact, all of a sudden Dirty Dom came up in WWE. Well, True well, story. Well, well, wait a minute. I mean, there, there was, I mean, Dutch Mantel was Dirty Dutch in WWE. I mean. Dirt it. Soon after Dirty Dango. So you mean to tell me that WWE or some geek in WWE is watching Impact and he's stealing or they're stealing from Fandango? It's either, it was either an extreme coincidence or yeah. Wait a minute, is that that really his name on on Impact, Dirty Dango? Yeah, that's his his name. I actually actually like that, man. That sounds cool. That's his new heel name. He's he, he's been Dirty Dango for for weeks now, and I wasn't sure because I wasn't watching WWE every week. So I, when it came up last week here, and I'm like, I'm not gonna bring it up because I don't know which one came first. So I asked my viewers, and yeah, they said it absolutely came right after Dirty a uh, a Dirty Dango debut that Dirty Dom came about. Dirty Dango, man, sounds like something that should be on some uh, X-rated internet sites. His new gimmick is he gives zero fucks about every. He hates wrestling. Does he dance? He gives, no, he's not. He, he's, he not a, he's not. He's not doing the thing anymore. No, his new gimmick is he hates wrestling. <laughs> he hates wrestling, but is a professional wrestler for a living. Yes, he does it for the money and only the money. His vignettes have been fucking great, man. Imagine Fandango just not giving a shit and still having that same charisma. He is so good. 
is so good, man. Dirty Daniel's been killing it. And then in comes Dirty Dom. I'm like, wow, that's convenient. It's convenient. No, it's it's amazing. That's another fucking tag team that they that they uh, missed the boat on. The, him and Tyler Breeze, you know? That, that was a great fucking tag team. The crowd, the impact crowd chants at Dirty Dango um, that that Breeze is better. Really? <laughs> they said it breeze is better. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> honestly, he 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 is, but I mean, who's who's counting? It's so know. good. That I I had no idea that they they probably bit that from Dirty Dango. They probably, ah, they probably did Dirty Dutch man. Dirty Dutch Mantel. That's possible. You is know. he in WWE right now? No, I didn't think so. No. Uh, anyway, uh, we got uh, Adam Cole on the phone with Britt Baker. Roderick Strong walked up to Cole. He's wearing a neck brace and X. He's actually warming up to MJF. He's very concerned for his buddy here. Cole said MJF isn't actually a half-bad guy. Cole smiled as he read a text that came through the phone just at this exact time from MJF, who said he wants him to rock the T-shirt and do the double clothesline tonight. Then MJF said he just saw Brian Cage in the hall and said, I have the flu, and he's going to cancel the match. Uh, Cole called MJF right away and yelled that he isn't actually sick and to get his ass in the ring. MJF wanted to play hooky tonight because he saw Brian Cage, and Brian Cage is scary. Uh, but we got this match happening tonight. Adam Cole and MJF versus Brian Cage and our guy, Big Bill. Big Bill tonight, man. With Prince Nana, blind eliminated tag team semifinal match. Uh, this was uh, highly entertaining. And this was uh, all about, at least for a good uh, 30% of this match, was about MJF. Body slamming Big Bill. So we, we got that uh, attempt right away, and it didn't happen. Obviously, he's not going to get it right away on Big Bill. Big Bill's a big guy. Uh, Adam Cole and Brian Cage tagged in, and then they took turns doing push-ups, uh, which Cole did more uh, of than Brian Cage, and this angered Brian Cage. MJF tagged back in. Big Bill tagged uh, tag back in. MJF failed at another body slam attempt, attempt and then Big Bill... Uh, told him, MJF, to do more push-ups than Adam Cole. You can't allow this guy to do more push-ups than you. So MJF, like a fucking dumb baby face, bro, he goes and does the push-ups, and Big Bill kicks him right in the ribcage. Idiot. What a dummy. What a dummy. Come on now. So Big uh, Big Bill ripped off MJF's shirt, which uh, obviously angered MJF. He kind of hulked up here, hit a big-time body slam on Big Bill. Crowd fucking erupted after the third attempt, and he got it. MJF floated over Brian Cage uh, and a lariat, got an eye poke, hot tagged Adam Cole in, big pump kicks, eye poke of his own to Brian Cage. Cole and MJF then both yelled for the double clothesline, crowd is chanting double clothesline. So this is crazy. We got a fucking wrestling move being chanted by the Canadian crowd here. And they did get a double clothesline from both Brian Cage and Big Bill. So they, they, they didn't execute one, but they got two double clotheslines from both of their opponents. So um, Cole and MJF escaped the double choke slam with some super kicks. Cage hit a Samoan drop and a fallaway slam combo. Cage ate a super kick on the apron from Cole. MJF hit his heat seeker pilot driver on Brian Cage. And Cole lowered the boom on Cage for the one, two, three, and gets the pin as they advance to the finals. Fun match where the double clothesline was being chanted by the crowd, Jesse, and the match was built off of a fucking body slam by MJF on the large Big Bill. Man, 
Great shit. Can you imagine the pop when that double clothesline? Oh, it's going to be it's going to be hit, bro. It's going to be hit. It's not going to be hit in Canada, but it's going to be hit. Um it, 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 listen, man, if they're chanting body slam and double clothesline, you know something fucking is uh, working here. Something special going on. Love it. Well, it could be worse. What if because of MJF in this t- the timing of their turn, what if we never get the double clothesline? I don't know. I hope not, man. We got to at least get oh. one double clothesline. Oh, man. That would really make him a prick, though, wouldn't it? I, you know, I'm genuinely curious now if uh, if MJF ever catches this fucking part of the show, man. If he's watching the show, I, I wonder. I wonder if the inspiration is Mr. Wonderful and Hulk Hogan here. I, I really, I really, I really wonder. Did MJF actually go back and and have this all in his mind about a fucking double clothesline from Hulk Hogan and Paul Orndorff? Isn't this soon before Mr. Wonderful turned on Hogan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it is. Hey, my best friend always reminisce about uh, that feud, bro. Those promos were fucking great between Paul Orndorff and Hulk Hogan, man. (laughs) What if it was? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, if if I'm at the next scrum, wink, wink, TK, (laughs) which would be in London, wink, wink, still waiting my press passes, wink, wink, uh, I'll XMJF was the inspiration of Hulk Hogan and Paul Orndorff. Tweet it out, man. Maybe, Mm -hmm. Maybe he might see the tweet. I don't know. I thought this was great. After the match, MJF held the microphone up. He asked if there were any devil worshippers in the crowd tonight. And, and they I, cheered. They, they, they chanted, bro. I think I heard a chant of Hell Satan. Bro. I mean, what the fuck is wrong turned, with you people, man? Come on now. I thought I thought he was trying to turn face. No, MJF just turned everyone else heel. Yeah. Because then he did didn't he get Adam Cole to do a to, a, to do an eye poke? He got Adam Cole to do an eye poke. That's cheating. You got Adam Cole to do the abdominal stretch, too, and hold on to the leverage of the abdominal that's, stretch. That's cheating. MJF is not turning babyface. Adam Cole and us and the crowd are all turning heel. Bro, Adam and- Cole Adam Cole cheated two weeks in a row, and MJF handed his dynamite diamond ring to Bryce Remsburg tonight and did not use it. He physically handed the ring to Bryce Remsburg. Here you go. What the Look fuck? At that. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, MJ, MJ are playing by the rules, man. Holy shit. <laughs> the fuck is this? this it's is like we're so living in Seinfeld Bizarro world over here. What the fuck is, is going so, on? So good. So he, was, he, he says, he says, do the thing, do the thing. He, you know, Adam Cole does his baby. MJF pushed that t-shirt on awshop.com and uh, they'll hit the double clothesline. He says, they're going to hit it. They're going to hit it. Fans began chanting double clothesline. MJF yanked on his shirt. Adam Cole said, boundaries, Max. Boundaries, please. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And Adam Cole says, it's time for story time with Adam Cole. He said, never in his wildest dreams did he expect a team with MJF and have it work. He says, it's worked. And so far, they're pretty damn good. He says, he didn't have high expectations for this team, but he does want to win the tournament. Why stop there? He said, if they win the tournament, they will get a shot at the AW Tag Team Championships. He promised everyone that if they stay on the same page like they have been, everyone is looking at the new AEW Tag Team Championships. And then they cut backstage, Jesse, to Adam, uh, to Roderick Strong, rather, watching a monitor backstage looking very unhappy uh, with Adam Cole bonding with Maxwell Jacob Friedman. It's coming, bro. Roddy is, uh, Roddy's getting salty, bro. I see yeah. some salty discharge coming from Roddy's eyelids, man. I don't know if he stays with MJF. Probably not. MJF is more entertaining by himself. But maybe he just turns to Adam Cole and say, yo, fuck MJF and fuck you too. And then we get Roddy and Cole in their feud. Do, 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 does this lead to a possible Kyle O'Reilly return? 
I was wondering about that, but I'm not sure about his his recovery right now. I know he had a pretty serious injury. Yeah. I will say, man, this is all great shit. Easily the best thing on AEW television. They, they need to continue this going. We got seven weeks. I'd like to see more vignettes. They are highly entertaining. Play it up. It's going to lead to a big blow up, and fans are going to be highly disappointed. There'll be some tears. MJF will look like a prick as usual. Hopefully this makes Adam Cole into a bigger baby fist than he was. All good shit. It's all working great. Renee interviewed Jake Hager backstage about the status of the JAS. Camera followed Hager into Jericho's locker room. Hager asked Jericho, you're not really considering this, are you? Jericho said there's a lot of history there with Callis, so he needs some time. Hager took off his hat, the purple hat, the bucket hat, and says they have history too. He said he left behind an undefeated MMA career to be by his side. He saved his life in Abu Dhabi, and he deserves to know. Hager said this affects both of them. He handed him his bucket hat and walked out with his head down. Very sad. Jake Hager, bro. He can't be without his buddy Chris Jericho. What's going on here? Or that hat. He loves that hat. I know. He gave up the hat. I think he loves the hat more than Jericho. Gave up the hat, man. I Uh don't know. I'm not sure where they're going with this one, but I know Hager needs Jericho, though. All right. We'll see. Jericho uh, is uh, pondering a decision. Does he stay with Don Callis, or does he go with Don Callis, or stay with the JAS? I don't know. I don't know, man. AEW Collision has Battle of the Belts 7 on Saturday night. I will not be watching the third hour of Collision. I will be live. Hopefully, I don't know, Jess. Are you going to be live on uh, Saturday with me? Uh, um, oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. We got to talk about this after the show. I don't know. Right. Uh, we'll Saturday, do uh, if Jesse if Jesse's going to be with me, we'll do Khalil. We're not watching fucking Battle of the Belts. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. yeah Saturday is slam anniversary. Yeah. Uh, you might, uh, uh, you, you, so wait a minute. You're going to do. Uh, well, you could watch both at the same time. Go live with me and then go live on Sunday. Yeah, that's what I'm th- I think we might go live the next day. Yeah. Uh-huh, there you go. go. Slammiversary, huh? Yeah, I'll be what's the I'll be what, what's the uh, main event over there? I think the main event is Deanna Parazzo and Trinity. That's the main but event. I I think it will be the main event. I don't know. the the The, the world title match is uh, Alex Shelley and Bully Ray. Jesus, Bully Ray's challenging for the world title. The fuck is going on over there, man? I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Um, Nick Aldis. Sorry. Sorry. Ah, all right. Uh, that's a little bit better. Actually, I don't know. I think I kind of prefer Bully Ray. He's a little bit more of a heat magnet than Nick Aldis. But, uh, Nick Aldis is, a, is healed now, so we'll, we'll see. Alex Shelley's great, man. He is. I'm, I'm, I'm learning that. I had no idea who he was before. Yeah, Alex Shelley's fucking great. He wrestled that hog uh, a couple of times, man. Oh, my God. He is so good. He makes everything look so effortless. Yeah, he he is he is really really good. And this is his first run apparently, so he's he is he is really fucking. Good. I'm, I'm finding this out right now. It looks like the it looks like they're trying to put the title on Nick Aldis. Um, he seems to be the guy. Yeah, you know their guy. But we'll see. We'll see. This could this could have been just a token run for Shelly for what it looks like to me. But I think Nick Aldis is their guy. Speaking of House of Glory, they uh, they announced tonight uh, Matt Cardona will be defending the HOG House of Glory uh, World Championship against Hiroshi Tanahashi. So uh, I will be calling a Hiroshi Tanahashi match. Wait, in wait, wait, August. wait, 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 wait. A lot to unpack here. Matt Cardona is your world champion. Yes, sir. No, I did not know that. Matt Cardona is the HOG World uh, Champion. Yeah. And he's facing Tanahashi. He's wrestling Hiroshi Tanahashi. Me and Solid Monster will be calling a Hiroshi Tanahashi match, bro. Imagine that. Oh, wow. That's amazing, man. That's, uh, that's one of the biggest uh, points of my career right now. 
That's man, amazing. do I gotta fucking brush up, man? We're gonna get. Um, you know what? You know what I'm gonna do, man? I'm gonna make an effort, man. We're gonna get a, a picture with uh, me and Tanahashi, man. Two, a pair of aces, right there. <laughs> great. Pocket aces, pocket aces, right there, man. <laughs> Unbeatable. It'll be great. I wow. uh, can't wait for that. It'll be on uh, Premier Network. Network. If you guys want to go check out House of Glory, uh, home of House of Glory is Premier Network. So we'll be uh, live with high intensity in the middle of August. So that's gonna be great. Uh, right. Ruby Soho. She's out there with Tony Storm and Soraya versus Sky Blue. Sky Blue, Jesse. Everybody loves Sky Blue. So good seeing her tonight. You know, you know who I don't like, bro? Kyle Fletcher, man. That guy can go fucking fuck himself, man. Fucking cocksucker. Okay? Kyle Fletcher, man. Not a fan of Kyle Fletcher anymore, bro. Never heard of him. He doesn't exist. <laughs> now, let's get back to Sky Blue. Oh, man, I'm only joking, man. I love Kyle Fletcher. I think, no, you I think, don't. I think no, you Aussie don't. Open's fucking incredible, man. But fuck Kyle Fletcher, man. Fuck him, okay? Yeah. My God. Sky Blue was trending on Twitter tonight. What does she do? Any, what did she, she I, I wonder, man. What does she do? It, 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 it's amazing, man. Should, should we now coin Kyle Fletcher as rock hard, bro? Maybe maybe, um, maybe we have a new, uh, new nickname bro. for him, too. She had a match. Did she stand out in her match? Did she win her match? What did she do to be trending on Twitch? She did something significant in that ring. I can't figure out what it is. What did she do, bro? I don't know. Care to elaborate, man? You're the analyst here. I, I, wow, man. I'll, I'll have to go back and do more research to find out. I don't, man, I don't know what they got in the water over in Chicago, man. What the fuck are you feeding these people out there? Oh, man, I don't know, man, but I got to find out where she drinks. Jesus Christ. Ruby Saw, Sky Blue. Uh, this went about nine minutes. Uh, not bad. Sky Blue and Ruby Saw worked a decent match. Um, I mean, if if you guys are watching this for, uh, you know, any other reason but uh, what Jesse's alluding to here, I mean, you might have missed a decent match. But, um, you know, I, Sky Blue, she's coming along. They're pushing her. I, you know, honestly, Jesse, I thought she was going to win the whole fucking tournament the way the company was getting behind her, honestly. You know, I thought yeah. she was going to the finals, but apparently not. Ruby Soho wins this match, and um, Soho applied a half crab. Sky Blue reached the bottom rope, forced a break. Uh, fans were chanting, Ruby sucks. Blue face-planted Soho, grabbed her nose afterwards, and then Ruby Soho plays off that. She injured her nose and played possum. So Sky Blue's climbing the ropes. Soho charged, playing possum, knocked her off balance, and then off the top rope, hits a no future for the one, two, three, and Ruby Soho for the second year in a row goes to the finals, man. And is in the finals of the Owen. She will face the winner of Athena and Willow Nightingale, which will take place on Rampage. Why? Why can't we save it for Wednesday, Tony? I mean, come on, man. Really? I would much rather see that match than not see it. Yeah, I know. I mean, Willow apparently got injured in Japan, which is why they had to delay the match. But they're doing the match on Friday. And then I think the finals are going to be on Saturday. So I think we're getting uh, Ruby versus uh, the winner of this match on Saturday and then Ricky Starks for CM Punk, which is the finals of the men on Saturday. Should be a big uh, collision. Yeah, with the with the result that we got tonight, I, I think the best idea might be for Ruby to actually win this tournament, man. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I think, listen, I don't know how you beat Athena. Uh, and plus, she's a champion. I don't, I don't want to say, I don't give a fuck what title she's holding and what brand it's from, even though Ring of Honor is dead. I I don't see how you beat Athena, bro. I mean, I'm yeah. giving it to Athena. I get it, and I, I I do. Athena is is definitely on fire. Yeah. Um, it just seems like Athena is on fire. Athena is in position to do something spectacular with great. Um, 
Willow is she is she still the, Willow. the New Japan Strong Champion? No, she lost that. She lost that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she lost it to Julia. Ah, okay. Yeah. It feels like this would be because the story they seem to be telling is well, this is uh, Ruby's second year in the finals. Maybe she can do it this year. Well, if she doesn't win it this year, now the story becomes where Ruby can't win the big one. Yeah. So I would much rather see somehow Ruby win while keeping Athena strong between her match with Willow and or this match uh, coming up with Ruby. But I would, I don't know. It, it just feels like if, if Ruby wins there, then they put Ruby in a position to take now one of the members of the outcast is the women's champion and the other one just won this tournament. Maybe they can get some credibility behind them and start doing something. And that's the most important part of this. What are you looking to get out of this? The outcasts, yes. the reason why they are together on AEW television, their mission statement was they want to basically create this division in their own image. They can't yeah. do that if they're not fucking successful. They can't do yes. that if they're losing, right? So, so Ruby needs to win to make them, you know, and their mission statement come to fruition. Willow is young enough and, uh, you know, I, I guess early enough in her AEW run where it, it, a, a loss is not going to really do much to her. She could always be huh. rebuilt. The, the, the way the outcast has been presented, Jesse, they, they've not really looked the best. So mm-hmm. I think winning this would be the best decision for them. Uh, though I feel like Willow is going to end up winning the tournament because, you know, Willow is a part of that, uh, you know, AEW side against the Outcast, and I just feel like, you know, that's going to play into the storyline here. Yeah, at this point, at this stage of the game, I, look, if if as a fan, if, if Willow wins, I'm okay with that. You know, if Athena wins, all is right in the world. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if if Ruby wins, I feel like that's a huge step forward in getting something going with these three women that are just sitting in limbo. Yeah. Yeah, I I would prefer Ruby. Uh we'll we'll see what yeah. happens. But uh I may actually have to go back and watch Rampage, at least for this match. I I, I definitely was anticipating it on Saturday. I was actually disappointed yeah. that the match got canceled on collision, but should be a, it should be a banger on, on Rampage. So yeah. at least they got something going for them there. Uh QT Marshall, Jesse, backstage introduced Harley Cameron's music video on the acclaimed and daddy ass. I did not understand the single fucking thing she said. I I don't know if this was her legitimately rapping. It sounded like she was lip syncing over this while somebody else kind of filled in uh, the gaps here. And uh, she threw out a bunch of disses. I didn't hear anything. They showed a bunch of highlights of uh, QTV and Johnny TV and Hobbs and QT Marshall and Aaron Solo, and that was basically it. It lasted about 45 seconds, and apparently they're trying to coin her as uh, a better rapper than Max Caster. Dude, I don't know. I don't know who laid those vocals down. When they started this segment, I, I actually set up and got my face like set for cringe and to get ready for it. And this girl, I don't know who she is. I don't know who she was in her life before this. But somehow somebody in that booth went there and just started spitting fire, man. I don't know who wrote this shit. I don't know who performed it, but I highly believe this fucking blonde girl did it. There's no way. Look at the chat saying it was her. That was not it. Sh- Bro, that was her. She did. She went into she went into an Eminem fucking spiel with God's bro. That was not. Listen, her. if that, if, that if listen, her? we don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speculate because you know music is no a very way. music is a very subjective thing. You know, I like what I like. You know what I like is not everybody's cup of fucking coffee. I'll tell you that right now. 
Uh, but I know a talented uh, artist, musician, when I see them. Bro, if that was her, that was uber talented. I'm sorry. I don't I'd Listen, she was spitting fucking lyrics and rhymes out there uh, a mile a minute. I didn't understand a fucking thing she said. So if that she was is. her, if that was her, she's a, a talented fucking woman, okay? If that wasn't her, if that wasn't her, whoever did it is a talented woman. So that you know, it's gonna be amazing. that's that's gonna be the next scoop. Was that really Harley Cameron rapping on on AEW Dynamite? Now I will say this: I don't really give a shit about this. I think this is fucking cringe. I think this should be off TV. It's an embarrassment to Dynamite, honestly. Oh, but, that's, that's, yeah, the segment the segment stinks and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. But I would love to see her and say how, how ass that was. Bro, that was fucking fire, man. Yeah. There's no way she she did that. Uh, well, listen, you, you really can't say because we don't know. We don't can't know. The, know? Chat, the chat doesn't know. I mean, they're just uh, speculating right now. Jeez, that was fucking great, man. I don't know. We'll see. Um, what we're not speculating about is Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne ah. had a very, very good match. Future's bright for Nick Wayne in AEW. He's now all elite per Tony Khan's tweet tonight after the show. He got the graphic and all. Swerve Strickland, Nick Wayne, 16 years old. Nick Wayne got an AEW contract offered to him by Darby Allen at the end of a match with Swerve. I believe it was in Defy, if I'm not mistaken. So not sure. he, uh, he needed to wait till he was 18. And uh, he is 18 now, and uh, he's making his AEW debut tonight on Dynamite in Saskatoon against Swerve Strickland. Darby walked out with uh, Nick Wayne, Jesse, and Prince Nana was out there with Swerve. Darby did not stay in Nick Wayne's corner, but did emerge from the back at least halfway through the match. Why wasn't he there outside during the entire match? This is what I asked. This is what I do. Why? Where were you? Did he have to go to the bathroom? Did he have uh, some Saskatoon fucking uh, specialty at the so at the local thinking. diner? Did he have to fucking run to the toilet? I don't know what happened. It would have it would have it would have made more sense if Darby never would have came out at all until he came out when he did. Yeah. Rather than come out, see that Swerve is out there with someone else, and then decide, well, I'm gonna go out to the back and leave you with two guys out there on your own. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? This guy's a rookie. He's nervous as shit. He's out there with an experienced fucking killer in the ring. And he's got his manager on the outside. What the, where are you going? You know what it is, bro? Today's Brock Lesnar's birthday. Maybe Darby went to the back to call Brock and wish him happy birthday. Nobody gives a shit that it's Brock's <laughs> birthday. Brock is about two and a half feet into Sable right now, man. I don't know. Come on. I don't know. So commentary talked about the history between Swerve and Nick Wayne on the indie scene. We got a fast opening sequence. They were going back and forth. Uh, obviously, uh, they were trying to uh, evade one another, and they had all these flashy moves going on. There was uh, a lightning quick series of counters into a stalemate. Crowd gave them a standing ovation. Wayne hit a snap her and Karana, leaping uppercut. Took the moment in and waited too long. This allowed Swerve to get back on the attack. Strickland was sent to the apron. And uh, he nearly got a Death Valley driver on the apron. Nick Wayne countered into her and Karana and sent Strickland flying to the floor. We go to a commercial break. We come back from break. Wayne had his legs kicked out and hung up on the bottom rope. They showed his mother sitting at ringside during all of this. Strickland hit a running low neck breaker to the floor. Strickland then was going at Wayne with some strikes. Nick Wayne hit a Superman forearm shot, shotgun drop kick. 
Strickland blocked a springboard stunner. Wayne counted into a standing slice bread for a near fall two count. Wayne went for his Wayne's World springboard cutter. Need a new name. Say again? Need a new name. Why? Copyright reasons? No, just it's it's lame. Wayne's World, bro. Wayne's World is the name of your move. Needs a new name. I like it. It's a play off the movie, no? No, no. What would you name it? I don't know. I'm not starting with Wayne's fucking world, though. (laughs) No. Strickland Strickland caught him in midair. Torture rack backbreakers consecutively. Crowd was obviously behind Nick Wayne here. Darby Allen all of a sudden shows up on the ramp, cheering on Wayne from the entrance ramp. Wayne fought out of a corner with some uh, big moves here. This was the best part of the match. Massive, and I mean absolutely tremendous, avalanche poison Rana. Followed by the cutter, which he calls Wayne's World. Strickland's foot during the cover made the ropes and the crowd couldn't believe it. His mother was shocked sitting at ringside. Both men go up to the ropes again. This time Strickland counted his Super Huron Karana into a power bomb. That looked fucking nasty. My God. Then he got the last call kick for a two count. Strickland is smirking at Darby on the ramp. Snapped his left arm. He snapped Nick Wayne's arm back, kicked it back. I fucking cringed. I, I, I know they're, they're professionals, but my God, did I fucking cringe at that. Then he hits the JML driver for the one, two, three, and that was it. Allen came into the ring post-match as Strickland stared down uh, Nick Wayne's mother and had some choice words for her. Hey, honey, how you doing? What, what are you doing after the show? Hit me up. Man, that, uh, that Nick Wayne's mom, man. I know, Milf, right? Look, look, oh. a lot better, looks, looks, looks a lot better than Judy. Anyway, Nick Wayne, uh, the future. Yeah, right on his fucking head. Man. Yeah, man, that power bomb was nasty. Uh, Nick Wayne, uh, he looked tremendous tonight. Uh, he did lose, uh, which is uh, not a big deal. Uh, he did get a contract. He did get the All Elite graphic. He's officially with the roster. Uh, Swerve needed this. He's been taking way too many L's. And yes. uh, I think this, is, uh, this was uh, a good debut for Nick Wayne. I think he opened up a lot of people's eyes. He wowed a lot of people tonight. They gave them enough time to get their shit in. This was a great debut. So in the so in the back of my mind, as as the match was happening, I'm sitting there thinking, well, what do we do with Wayne after this? Yeah, because he needs to lose, right? So I'm thinking that he loses so bad that he gets injured and he goes out for a while, because you don't, I mean, there's you don't need him on TV at yeah. all. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't. So he goes out for a while with injury, then he comes back and tries again, and then when they put his graphic up that he was all elite, um. I kind of think I know what I would have done with him. I would have said that he had to get his first win on television to earn his contract. All right. And I would have put him on a string of matches. Oh no, far apart. I'm talking like maybe once a month or so. All right. Yeah. Nothing like in the immediate future. Um, with big names and having fantastic matches and have the crowd get behind him on each match and have him lose each one until you're ready to actually give him his contract with his first W. You know, I would give him about a month apart. Give him a couple of, give him about three months or so of big time fucking matches with people who can go and let that be the stipulation. You get your graphic when you get your first fucking win. Yeah. And then have that win come out of fucking nowhere out of a fantastic match after about four or five L's in a row. And he gets it. It would have been, it, it would have been a story that would have affected no one because he'd have been laying down for everyone in the ring until he got to the one person who was going to put him over. Where do we go with this, man? Do we get uh, we get Darby, Sting, and Nick Wayne? Do we get Orange Cassidy, Darby, and Nick Wayne against Mogul Embassy? What are we doing here? 
Well, I'm not sure, but I do like the fact that we started off getting Darby Allen in AEW with his mentor Sting. Yeah. And we when we watched the evolution, we watched the growth of guys like Darby Allen to become more of a senior role in the company to the point where he is now a mentor of the next new guy. Yeah. So I did like that evolution. So I do want to continue to see Darby in Nick Wayne's corner as his new mentor. Now that Darby has been mentored by someone even greater than himself. Yeah. I think Nick Wayne, uh, I think Nick Wayne is going to do well here. Uh, his style fits, yeah. you know, uh, w, Triple H would have absolutely signed him if uh, Tony Khan didn't. So uh, I'm glad he's that uh, it all worked out for him. And I think he's going to do well here. He's uh, good. He's, he's very moldable and young. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's, he's definitely got a lot of Will Ospreay quality in him. The one thing that I do wish he, uh, he does not follow uh, Will Ospreay in, uh, I don't want him to get to uh, the age of 25 and then, uh, you know, go on social media and say, well, I don't have a lot of mileage left on my body. Yeah, all yeah. That. I mean, come on. Don't, don't, don't. Will Ospreay knows that what he did got him to where he is today, but he's going to be, uh, he's going to be paying the consequences as that body starts breaking down and gets old. You, you don't want to do that. So yeah. l- let's, let's kind of take it easy and uh, do what we got to do to not uh, end your career by 25. Yeah, exactly. Don Callis made his way to the ring with that uh, terrible noise for theme music. Says he knows the real Kenny Omega and said he's a coward and a punk. Callis was interrupted by Kenny Omega. Omega ran into Takeshita and John Moxley, and it was a two-on-one beatdown. Pack then shows up and nailed Omega from behind with a chair. The announcers wondered if he was the final partner in the Blackpool Combat Club. Excalibur played it off, just like Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan did when Hulk Hogan came out to save Macho Man Randy Savage and Sting at the Bash at the Beach, and uh, he took a page out of Bobby Heenan's book. Yes, but is he the third man? Excalibur says, yes, but he's the, is he the fifth man? <laughs> I love it. Nice throwback there. Uh, Pac, Takeshita, and Moxley stomped away at Omega, so you kind of knew where this was going. Pack takes the microphone and says he's been waiting a long time for this. He told Omega he's the fifth member, and he'll pay the price. Takeshita and Mox put a chair around his neck. Mox trash-talked Omega, and he put a microphone up to Omega's mouth, and Omega said, they still have a fifth member to reveal. Check the screen. So we all look at the screen, and the screen yeah, revealed. Stop. Yeah, I'll stop. I'll stop smashing your fucking throat with a steel chair. Let me watch this big screen announcement here. Ridiculous. Packs on the top rope. Big screen revealed Kota Ibushi footage. Crowd erupted. The young bucks showed up behind and super kicked Takeshita and Moxley, and then Hangman hits them with the buckshot lariat. All of the Blackpool Combat Club fled. And the fans were chanting cowboy shit. Hangman says they'll finish this once and for all at Blood and Guts. Omega then gets up and said they will find out the hard way that a little barbed wire is nothing compared to what that to what they will do to them inside Blood and Guts. Says when all five members are down, that's when he's going after Callus. Omega uh, then uh, does his goodbye, good night, bang to end Dynamite in Saskatoon. Tonight on Wednesday night. I thought tonight was a great show, man. Fantastic show, man. Yeah. To me, much more interesting than, than the last two weeks in particular. Yeah. I enjoyed this one. Yeah. Yeah, tonight was uh, a very good show. Flowed nicely. They uh, they sold Blood and Guts next week. We got uh, another great Adam Cole MJF week. Jericho and Don Callis. That's continuing. Nick Wayne debut. Blind Limited Tournament playing out nicely. Some good stuff. Swerve and uh, Darby. 
continuing or swerving Keith Lee, depending on where they go. A lot of good stuff. So we're looking forward to Friday, uh, SmackDown, and then uh, Saturday Collision. Jesse uh, will uh, let me know if he's going to be with me or not on Saturday night. Yeah, so after so after blood and guts, we are we're, we're full steam ahead to all in, right? Yeah, that's it. Yep, that's it. Awesome. Anyway, guys, uh, we're about to get into the super chats. So if you want to get them on in, get them in now. We're gonna sit down with our drinks and uh, hang out with you guys for a little bit. Hit that thumbs up, man. We got seven hundred and fifty-one likes. I would love to get at least at least eight fifty. You guys can hit that thumbs up. I'd love to see at least 8.50 tonight on the podcast. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. And you can also find me on the new Threads social media app. You can follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart and also on YouTube as well. Same thing, Chi-Town Smart. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. And tonight's show sponsored by Blue Chew. MJF not needed. He doesn't need the blue chew with those uh, lovely ladies tonight. He was, zipping up, he was zipping up his pants. He clearly didn't need blue chew. Uh, Bluechew.com. <laughs> blue code JD at checkout. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. And as always, guys, go check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it for you to catch up on with more coming tomorrow. Joseph Taylor with an $11 super chat. Two things, JD. The only song I like for Slipknot is Before I Forget. And Jesse, can I please have a pint of Tennessee whiskey? Thank you. Joseph Taylor. Jack Daniels? Uh, yeah. Jack Daniels, you want... Uh, uh, I, I got I got a ton of whiskey downstairs. What do you want? Angel's Envy? It's just Jack Daniels. I got Black Steel from uh, Dr. D. Dr. Disrespect. What do you want? More Jameson, you guys like Irish whiskey? I like Irish whiskey. Apple crown. That's good, too. Uh, Joseph Taylor, if you only like Before I Forget, man, you are not a Slipknot fan. That is not even, that's not even anywhere close to that best song. I, I, I recommend you listen to the debut album and then the follow-up, Iowa. That's where their best stuff is. Disaster Piece, People Equal Shit, Sick, Wait and Bleed, Eyeless. Those are the songs you, be, you should be listening to, Joseph. I mean, I, I mean, what the fuck, man? I gotta, I gotta get you up on Slipknot too. Come on, Michelle Moran with a two dollar super chat. Swerving Darby, the feud that never ends. Yeah, but at least they're great wrestlers, Michelle. And they have a history. They're both from Seattle. Gangrene David with a two dollar super chat. He wants me to do a mighty. <laughs> <laughs> Phil with a 19 months. What's going on, JD and Jesse? I can't believe it's been 19 months already. Me neither, man. That's fucking crazy. You know how much I love and respect you guys in the LTS family? Oh, boy. Phil also says, I can't wait to be a blood and guts pack. Was surprising to say the least, but him and Abushi make great choices. The atmosphere is going to be incredible. And Nick Wayne has all the tools to succeed, says Phil. His journey will be a fun one to watch. He's only going to get better, and he's only 18. Sky's the limit. Thank you, Phil, for the 19 months and the $10 Super Chat, brother. Appreciate you. I saw people in the chat earlier saying how they weren't they weren't feeling Nick Wayne. They didn't like his, you know, showcase. I, I do believe these are people that don't really know how to scout wrestling talent. 
Because uh, if you're sitting there, if you sit there, if you're sitting there looking for raw product out of this guy right now, you're looking for the wrong stuff. Uh, folks, he's 18 years old. <laughs> Seriously, uh, he's not even old enough to have a fucking alcoholic beverage. I mean, come on, guys. Holy he, shit! What did he do out there to make you not like him? He did plenty of stuff to make you say, "Wow, he needs to improve." All right, yes. let, let's. What, what what did what did he do good tonight? He clearly knows how to move around the ring. He's athletic as fuck. He knows how to sell. Yes. yes. I mean, A lots what, what, what of is good stuff. What what was wrong about his performance tonight? They are, uh, dude. I I don't get it. Would you go? Would you go look at a at a. I don't know, a, 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 a prospect basketball player or a pitcher or something like that and say, oh, nope, sorry, he didn't throw, he didn't throw a fucking perfect game, so nope, I'm not, I'm not scouting this game. And like, dude, the raw talent, you're just looking for the basics. How well can you do the basics? Can he sell his, 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 his bumps? You know, how did he look? You know, if you're looking for a perfect wrestler, you don't know how to scout young wrestlers. Some people talent. on here were criticizing his weight. Okay. He's, he's 18, 18. He's 18 years old. He's a fucking baby. But you know what? You know, for all you uh, you fucking Dominic Mysterio marks out there, he's better than Dominic. He's a better wrestler than Dominic. Yes. Dominic is, is fucking he, boring. He is. I don't know about boring, but I'll tell you, his, his in-ring work is not as good as, as this kid I just saw tonight. But Dominic is killing his gimmick. Dominic is doing great shit. I'm not trying to shit on Dominic. But in-ring work is what this kid has. Nick Wayne has it. At 18 years old, you know how big Shaquille O'Neal was at 18 years old? Or any center, any center in the NBA, you know how big they were at 18 compared to how they got later on in life? Be patient, man. Tony Brown with a $10 super chat. Sky Blue has an excellent turd cutter. Tony, ah. Brown, Tony Brown, I'm uh, listen, bro. I'm gonna have to ask you to put the beverage down, bro. It took me a while to get that. One, you, you, may, okay. you, you, uh, you may be drinking with Raging Girl Gamer, bro. Is that what's going on? Man, where is Rage been? I don't know. Oh, Ray, I thought Rage was in here earlier. No, no I didn't see her. Lord J. Coyle with 21 months. Been out of work the last couple of months, but hoping next week I'll have a job again. Also, you gotta add Echo to your OTS bangers playlist. Uh, I uh, have to be reminded to do that, Lord J. Coyle. Thank you so much, man. Uh, main event, 81 with eight months. Been catching AEW more and their more wrestling on their show. I'm very glad AEW is around, so these marks need to stop complaining. Or 365 days of WWE. Uh, that was a lot. Uh, I don't know what you're trying to say there, main event, but uh, I'm glad you're enjoying AEW. And yes, WWE is uh, not good outside the bloodline. Yes. Uh, NC07, nine months. Kota Ibushi, let's effin' go, says NC07. Thank you, brother. Justin, within 11 months, Adam Cole and MJF have to be the greatest bromance ever. Also, Pack and Kota in Blood and Guts inside TD Garden. Yes, please, love it. Absolutely love it. Good call. Do we get Mercedes inside uh, the TD Garden or no? If she's able to go... I take that back. Even if she's able to go, I say no. I say if you have her, if she can go, you save her for uh, London. Yeah. Dom Wapo with a 199. Swerve Strickland needs gold around his waist. He's good enough to have gold around his waist. I don't know what's taking so long. Maybe he beats Orange Cassidy, man. I don't know. I would. I don't know. Sean Lee with six months. It's been an absolute pleasure. Been a member of this channel and this community. Thank you, JD, for everything you do and the OTS family for having me. Sean, I'm... uh, 
I'm very grateful that you're here, brother, for six months. Thank you so much. Jabril Mohammed with a 499. So, JD, are you going to stream Fight Forever tomorrow like a virgin geek like MJF? Or are you going to take the day off? Hopefully you stream it OTS for life. Uh, I have uh, something very important to do tomorrow, Jabril. Uh, I won't be home all day, uh, but there will be content going up as I have it already recorded. So uh, I will be back streaming whenever I have the time, man. It's uh, it, it's something also a lot of you guys have asked me, JD, where's the flagship podcast? Where's, uh, you know, OTS 400 and something, whatever I'm up to. Uh, listen, guys, it's the summertime, okay? Um, I want to enjoy my summer. I've waited all year for the summer months. I, I've been incredibly busy for the month of July. Plus, my grandmother got admitted to a nursing home again, and she's going to be there permanently. So, you know, I have a lot of things going on with the family, and I would like my weekends to be free for at least right now. So, uh, did I get enough content out of you? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. The flagship. I'm yeah, I'm tired of seeing your fucking name in my inbox on my phone, man. Uh, listen, guys, the flagship podcast will come back when things die down a little bit. But right now, you know, I, I got a nice little flow going with the uh, 10 to 12 minute videos, and we're going to keep it at that. Plus, you know, it's easier on me. So uh, you guys will get what you want uh, somewhere down uh, later in the year. So that's that's the reason for that. Uh, Drew Gilmore, 11 months. Hey, guys, working early. So I'll listen tomorrow. Great Dynamite and welcome back, Pack, and welcome Ibushi. Keep up the great work. You both OTS for life. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, I, just, 20... I, I just, I'm sorry. I just saw something in the chat, and I, I, I want to bring this up now in front of hopefully someone over there is listening. Chris Statlander. Get going. Oh, she's been off TV for like, how, how long now? Was it two weeks? I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Get her on TV. Hopefully she's not hurt. Get her in something interesting right now. Right now. I don't care if she is hurt. You had no problem getting Britt Baker on TV when she was hurt yeah. and putting her in promos and angles. Don't fall into that same trap of you book the right champion, but then don't know what to do with them once they get the title. Get Chris Statlander on TV now. Yeah. Uh, Jedi Joker. $2 Super Chat. Nick Wayne gives me Billy Kidman or 123 Kid vibes. I can see that. Sure. I can see that. 24 with a 199. I hope Adam and Max stay together way longer. Uh, I hope so too. A- at least till all in. Jimmy Belenko with a five. Adam Cole and MJ, I feel like a modern day version of Eddie Guerrero and Batista tag team from back in the day. They had some really funny skits. I wonder where they're pulling their influence from. Uh, I'm genuinely curious. No, they're old school fans, man. We know yep. between we know between TK, between MJF, and between Chris Jericho, three people who are clearly heavy-handed and creative. Yeah. They are old school wrestling buffs. So Justin Smith with 21 months, with Punk being allowed more influence on collision. The Bucks should push to get the same on Dynamite, get the tag team division solid again on Dynamite. I I, I hope, I wish. Okay. You know, uh, Tony Khan stripped them of uh, a lot of their creative duties. So, you know, it is what it is. It's all TK's uh, game to play now. Yeah. Israel with 25 months. It was a good dynamite. They got to keep up with collision. And I agree with you, JD. Saturday is the best wrestling show of the week. Yes, it is. Alex Ali with the $2 Super Chat. Stream AW5 Forever Road to Elite tomorrow. No, Alex. No. I am busy tomorrow. Joseph Taylor with a $3 super chat. I will take a pint of Jack Daniels, please. A pint of Jack Daniels? 
That's a lot of fucking Jack. Holy shit. Yeah, for one drink? Yeah. I mean, we can make you Jack and Coke, but that don't serve Jack Daniels in pints, bro. By the pint? This is not a liquor store, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? You want a brown paper bag to sip it out of, too? Oh, my God, man. AEW Mark. $5 Super Chat. AJD Creed is back with a possible reunion tour. Also, Stand is back with a new album. 2000s music is back. Thanks for all your hard work. Love you. Uh, I am not a big Creed guy, A.W. Mark. Uh, Alter Bridge is basically three-fourths of Creed minus uh, drug-ridden Scott Stapp. We got Miles Kennedy. No, thank you. Uh, and it really pisses me the fuck off how everybody's like, oh, my God, Creed is back. Yeah, you had Alter Bridge for the last fucking 20 years. Where the fuck were you? Geeks. Much better music and a better singer. Uh, and uh, I was never a big fan of Stain, man. I thought Stain was overrated. But thank you, Mark. Uh, Golden Boy, 21 months. On our way to 24 months, J.D. Pack, Ibushi, Jericho's decision wins. Debut, great show. Who better? Nobody, because J.D. and Jesse are better than you, baby. OTS for life. There you go. Willie Martin. 23 months. Pack was back all of five minutes and gave us an explanation for attacking Omega before we got an explanation from Brock on why he attacked Cody. <laughs> Willie Martin with the comment of the fucking week. Never my comment of the night. There you go. You know, I'm actually going to take that and post it on social media tomorrow. That's messed up. <laughs> Jason Barker with a $5 super chat. Is it easier to do extras or to do a huge OTS podcast episode? I don't really like sitting here in my office for an hour and a half recording a big one-hour video. So I just get the news. I get up early. I do a video of the news for the day. And if anything else breaks, I'll make another video and save it for tomorrow. It's easy. And Phil with a 499. I met Nick Wayne at GCW this past weekend. He's got a great head on his shoulders. He's humble, has a bright future. I'm excited for him. He's going to have a great future, man. He's in the right promotion for now, for sure. And MGM Ballin with a 499. Prayers to your grandmother, JD, and your family. That's what's, mo that's what's most important. The real fans understand that we'll stick by you always, including myself. Ballin, thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you, man. Gonna go visit grandma on Saturday. Anyway, man, uh, we're about to get the hell out of here. Jesse, anything before uh, I roll this fucking window up, bro? Yeah, man. Looks like uh, Trinity just gave Ricochet a nice little present on Twitter, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and then Ricochet replied to it. Uh-oh. Gave him uh, a nice little gift to uh, to a stare at whenever he wants, man. Holy oh, smoke. Oh, my goodness. I have Good. to check that out. Samantha God. Urban may be jealous now, bro. Holy shit. Oh, she's in the video, bro. She's in the oh, video. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, anyway. Check that out, man. Uh, uh, I'm going to do that right now. Uh, thank Ooh. you guys for a great stream tonight, man. AEW Dynamite in the books. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo, Threads. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the other content on the channel. Follow Jesse as well. He'll be streaming Impact live review tomorrow on his channel at Chi-Town Smart. Yes. And make sure you guys hit that thumbs up on the way out, man. I'd love if we can get to 1,000 likes tonight on the OTS Dynamite review. I'll see you tomorrow for Extra Friday Live for SmackDown right here on Off The Script. See you guys later. This is a night, I'm screaming for nothing, just to feel sorry.